Welcome to GNAC Insider, the show that lets you on the inside of the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin Young and Evan O'Kelly. Thank you so much for being with us on GNAC Insider. We're actually doing the show live on Monday night. Normally we do it Tuesday. So if you made a point to join us live on a Monday night, thank you so much for making that extra effort. We sure appreciate it. But however you listen to the show, we appreciate your being with us for GNAC Insider. And tonight, this week, we've got a really good show lined up, as Evan always does, as we've got uh, really such an exciting time of the year in baseball, softball, and track and field. And so let me welcome to the program my co-host, Evan O'Kelly. Evan, how are you tonight? I'm doing really well, Kevin. Like you just said, it's that exciting time of year. We're in between championships. Uh, just got done with a really great softball championship uh, this past weekend, and uh, we're right back at it um, starting Thursday with baseball and then track also this weekend as well. Yeah, busy, busy time for you and for the athletes in the conference. But what a sensational softball championship it was in Richland. We're going to be talking about that, I know, with Bridget Fox, Western Oregon softball player, the MVP of the championship series. Yeah, it was just an incredible um, series. Even coming in, the four teams were separated by um, one game after another in the standings. So uh, we really, it was tough to predict what would happen, and uh, that really held true. It was a great series all the way till the end. And as you know, the baseball, you mentioned the baseball championships coming up. We're going to have Chandler Tracy with us. That name might be familiar because he's the guy who's hitting a bunch of home runs, really setting a new mark for the GNAC, for St. Martin's. Yeah, that's right. They had a very unique situation as we were uh, in Richland at softball. They were in Lacey uh, waiting to hear about their fate, um, about getting into the GNAC tournament. And uh, we're going to have Chandler kind of tell us the story behind that, but it's a pretty exciting and unique uh, story there. And we'll start it out, and I'll let you go, Evan, as I know you need to do some things behind the scenes, but we'll start it out with Mike Johnson, Western Oregon track and field head coach. As Evan said, this is the weekend for the outdoor track and field championships, and Mike has been the Western Oregon track and field coach for a long time. Uh, It'll be played at Monmouth at MacArthur Field. Western Oregon's Josh Hanna recently named Red Lion Male Runner of the Week after running the second fastest 800-meter time in GNAC history at 1 minute 50 seconds. Western Oregon's Rebecca Leibel was named Red Lion Field Athlete of the Week after notching the best triple jump mark in GNAC uh, this season at 38 feet, 4 and a half inches. So some top athletes. We're going to talk about them and other athletes uh, that will be participating. Really fantastic student-athletes. Uh, that'll be in Monmouth this weekend. Western Oregon has previously hosted the GNAC Outdoor Track and Field Championships six times. This will mark the fifth consecutive year that they have been the host of the meet. And Mike, in his 10th season as head coach at Western Oregon, has won 11 GNAC Coach of the Year awards, been cross-country in track and field uh, between the two during that time. In the second appearance he's making on GNAC Insider. Coach, thank you for joining us again tonight. Hey, good evening. So you must be excited about uh, this week. Well, we're always excited about track, but this week in particular as we bring, oh boy, what a meet. What a meet this will be this week. There's some really outstanding people. 
There really are. And I wonder if, if you mind if we just kind of talk about some of the individual athletes. Uh, as I know our listeners would like to hear about your squad, but also some of the great athletes from around the conference. Well, it's, you know, each day, and of course we did our declarations tonight for the meet. We, you know, put the final touches on who's going to be in the meet this weekend. But you look at your own team, but in the process you start to look at the, uh, you start to look at the other uh, athletes from, which you always do, of course, from the from the other schools, and you see not just the national qualifiers and, and All-Americans, but national leaders, you know, people who, um, are at the very, very top, maybe were last year's uh, defending champion in the case of a javelin thrower from uh, uh, Franz uh, Bruggenhagen from uh, Alaska Anchorage uh, in the javelin. Matter of fact, he threw it so far last year, it went just to the edge, almost beyond the measurement area. That and, is amazing. Uh, yeah, and uh, Michael Chalimo, uh, also from Anchorage, who's the national leader, um, I had 5,000 meters, uh, and he's just done a great job and a former national champion and, and multi-time All-American, uh, Michaela Fricker from Seattle Pacific. And Michaela has an automatic qualifying mark and is one of the top four or five ranked athletes nationally uh, coming into the meet. And, uh, you know, we have a couple of those people ourselves. Uh, you, you sure know, do, and I'm going to ask you their javelin names. And, and and Josh Hanna, you know, who just uh, he's seventh on the national list right now in the in the 800, um, you know, and and some other people that are at the top of the conference or near the top, but the conference gets much tougher every year. I'm glad to hear that. Why do you think that is? Why does the conference get more and more competitive and, and tougher every year? Well. Certainly, I think most of the schools recognize the value of athletics. And from the time we came in, uh, let's say five years ago, and we won the conference championship in this meet, maybe won both meets, you know, the men and the women. I'm not, uh, Mm -hmm. memory serves me poorly right now. But the marks that we have now indicate that we have a better team now than we had five years ago, and yet... You know, we're we're scratching to be third or fourth. Do we have an outside chance to win? Sure, we do. But we have to have everything come together. But now, instead of battling with one or two teams, we battle with five or six. And those teams, the funding has been increased at most of the schools, not all of them, and uh, the scholarship funding. And along with that, though, uh, the recognition, the schools, many of them, I, I think, have seen... Um, the, the recognition that athletics brings to their institutions helps them uh, affiliate and identify with peer institutions uh, across Division Two and in many Division One schools as well. That makes a lot of sense. So what you want as a coach and what the athletes want is a field that will be very competitive, that will test the limits and allow people to put good numbers up that will have them well represented at the next level. Am I right about that? Absolutely. And you've, I think, summed it up quite correctly. Do we want to uh, win the conference meet? You bet. Do our athletes want to do that? Yes. But I think just like it, it, whatever the level may be that you're competing, there's always an ultimate championship for you. And, of course, if you win the national championship, you want to go into international competition. Well, this is 
this is a meet now that has international implications. As we sure. have uh, we have students from uh, Germany and Kenya, the Netherlands, uh, France, uh, in the conference that are you know are representing, and uh, I'm I'm pleased with that. I mean, some people are uh, you know somewhat uh, agoraphobic that way; they don't want to have anybody um, you know from outside the. They don't want to go out the door and see what might be out there, but there's a big world, and and those students help our students uh, wish to achieve at a higher level. There's no question about that. Think about having someone in your classroom from Kenya and what that is as a student, how much that would would be valued in the classroom. It's a a much smaller globe than it was uh, 50 years ago. And if we, from a global perspective, uh, sport can be a unifying agent to bring people across cultural boundaries and, and uh, misunderstanding and, and bring us all together. And uh, certainly what takes place within our conference now, and particularly in track and field, and I think track and field is probably the leading example of a world sport. Uh, soccer would be the other. I'm not sure we've branched out quite that much in soccer, at least domestically yet. But uh, the the things, particularly in track and field, we get great students and most of the most of your international athletes are really fine students too and so uh, i think it is wonderful not just for the athletics but also for the institutions uh, where these students attend you've had some practice now at hosting this event i know it's got to be a big challenge for you and the entire athletic department and and the whole staff at monmouth uh tell us from a spectator standpoint of what we might plan on on doing if we wanted to come down and watch? Well, certainly, I I think you should uh, get online, take a look at the schedule, uh, make sure you know how to get to Monmouth, which is really pretty easy. Right. Uh, Not that long off of I-5. There are directions provided there. Uh, There is parking. The parking is free. There is admission charge to the meet, but the parking is free right behind the stadium. Uh, As you arrive, we put off, uh, particularly on Saturday, Friday is a wonderful day at track and field because we have so many of the preliminary competitions taking place on the track. So you don't just get to see one 110 hurdle race, you get to see two. Um, same thing in you know, many of the other events. Sure. But uh, on, on Saturday, you're really looking at a, a three-hour meet or a little less on the track uh, with the uh, winners on the podium and some great meets. And uh, you can, if you like, bring your... Uh, Bring your cell phone, and uh, you bring your smartphone, and you can get live results all of the all of the competition right there on your phone. And you can even look and and see the jump by jump or throw by throw competition in the field events, uh, not as the event goes on, but at the conclusion, and and really be able to tell the nature and how the event evolved, as well as the best way to watch it is just with your eyes and your emotions and and take it all in and watch the people in frustration and enjoy, uh, you know, compete and uh, satisfy some goals and fail to meet some others. That's a great suggestion, though, to have people connected digitally so they can get the results right while they're watching. Coach, thank you so much. I know it's a big week for you and the Wolves, and I wish your squad, your team, men and women, the best of luck and that the event goes off as well as we all expected to. We're hoping for a great meet, and I really appreciate the time this evening. Thanks so much. Okay. Thank you, Coach, very much. Mike Johnson, the Wolves 
track and field coach and a veteran uh, in the conference and somebody who uh, knows how to put on a track and field championship as they've done it a number of times. We're going to be talking baseball and softball in just a few minutes. Right now, let's check and see what's going on around the GNAC. In Lacey, the St. Martin's baseball team was named GNAC Team of the Week after winning all three of its games against Central Washington and earning a berth in the GNAC Baseball Championships. St. Martin's enters the tournament as the number three seed and has won five games in a row. In Richland, the Western Oregon softball team won the GNAC Softball Championships, defeating Central Washington 20-9 in the championship game. Catcher Bridget Box was named Tournament Most Valuable Player after hitting three home runs in the championship game. And all of the Red Lion Players of the Week for the period ending May 4th can be found at GNACsports.com. GNACsports.com is your 24-7 resource for all the latest on the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Schedules, results, standings, highlights, statistics, and profiles for all 10 GNAC members. Plus, catch live event coverage on GNAC TV. GNAC Insider will be right back. Western Oregon University. Small classes, research opportunities, and new state-of-the-art science facilities. Everything from biology and chemistry to earth sciences and criminal justice. Students have easy access to faculty who are invested in your learning. All the campus services practically guarantee your success. Start your science career now at Western. Learn more about the university where every student matters at wou.edu. There's a lot going on at Western Oregon University this week when it comes to athletics. We just talked about the track and field championships being hosted in Monmouth. We're going to talk right now about softball, and we have as our next guest the woman who was named the most valuable player of the GNAC softball championships, and we're going to hear about some of the uh, dramatic events that took place in Richland. Let me welcome Bridget Box to the show, Western Oregon softball player, catcher. Bridget, thank you for being with us tonight, and congratulations on winning the championship. All right. Thank you for having me. You know, I think all of us who like athletics, follow athletics, have played athletics, have kind of maybe had some dream about some big game that that would be important and we might do well but to hit three home runs in the championship game that's got to be something that might have even exceeded your imagination oh it definitely was something i wasn't expecting um it it was really surprising for me actually um going there i wasn't looking for any home runs just trying to get base hits and you know score some runners but this was my time. I guess it was. So, you know, let's let's kind of replay the dramatic events that happened. Uh, Central uh, Washington, real tough team, had kind of had a come from behind victory walk off home run prior the, the game prior to that. Am I right? Yes. Um, and then they'd gone really... ahead like. I'm sorry. Then they went ahead like seven nothing. So I mean, they had a ton of momentum. They have a walk off home run, and then they go up seven nothing in the uh, bottom of the first inning. And that had to be kind of a, a a little. I mean, you know, a lot of athletes that'd be that'd be panic time. Um, it was definitely a shock for our team. Um, 
coming back in the bottom of the seventh um, in that first game and then turning around and having them get out that wind um, kind of put us down in some rough spots. We had some heads down, you know, kind of bummed about that. But um, And then after the first inning in that first game, um, it was just kind of, you know, it's hard to come back from from that, but our team's a fighter. And um, for us coming back right back in the first, second inning, coming back with eight runs, um, you know, to get back on top and then, it was just amazing. It really was. Tell me about the uh, the coach, Lonnie Sargent. I mean, I, I think about, you know, instilling the kind of, um, what would you call it, I guess, an attitude of, of not quitting, a, a real competitive fire that I think, from what I've observed about your team, it's had all year long. Coach Sargent and his staff, um, tell me about what they bring mentally to your squad. Um, mentally, they... Our biggest thing for our team is finishing. Um, he tells us every day to finish the play, finish the pitch, um, finish everything, um, no matter what, if an error comes or, you know, we're not doing what we're supposed to or something. He just always wants us to finish um, and fight till the very end. Um, he's always pushing us for that. Well, it seems like that. So, as a catcher, you're in a good position to evaluate what happens uh, in the circle. You've got a great pitching staff. Kelly Dimon, who's had a terrific season for your team. Tell me what makes her such a great pitcher. Um, she's really confident in there. Um, you know, she knows what she's doing in the circle. She knows what she has to do, um, what pitches to throw on different counts. And um, between the, every, each inning, you know, we study our batters and what they've done with us before and, like, on our pitchers. And um, we just do a lot of... Um, focusing on each pitch and taking it step by step. Um, she's a great leader out there. Um, you know, she throws hard, has really good movement, and she's just great. So now you guys have, have made it. I mean, it's been a long season. You've battled hard. Uh, you, you, you fight all year to get really where you are. I mean, this is this is where you want to be. You're now in the West Regional. You'll be playing... Um, on uh, the 8th at 5.30 against Cal State Monterey Bay. Now, they're the number one seed, are they not? Yes, they are. So what do you know about that squad? Um, we know they've got a pretty good defense. Um, it's one of their stronger points. Um, they're, they got good hitters as well. Um, you know, we just kind of got a little bit of scattering report on them, but um, we're ready for them. Our team's been preparing for this all year, and ready for it so cal baptist in sonoma state uh, also in that uh in that bracket um tell me about you know what you what you you start the season in california play a lot of games down there now you're heading back kind of toward, toward the end of the season is there any different style of play with the california teams than the teams you see in the gnac um not really um there's definitely a you know some strong teams down in California, a lot of speed, um, powered. Um, it kind of varies from team to team, but um, they're all really hard-driven. Um, some good competition. Um, it's going to be a nice is. change this year. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I really uh, the 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 season that you had, and the particularly the end of it when you went nine for twelve, seven RBIs, and catching all four games. I congratulate you, Bridget, and the Wolves for a tremendous season 
a fantastic tournament in Richland. And uh, on behalf of the entire GNAC, we wish you the very best of luck. Central Washington will, will play Dixie State. They'll give them a hard time, too, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Um, Central's a good team as well. Um, we're hoping for the GNAC, you know, to represent down there and put some California teams away. And um, That'd be excellent. Show them that the Northwest got something. Very good. Hey, thank you so much, Bridget. We appreciate your being with us and uh, wish you the very best of luck in California. Thank you. Okay, thank you so much. Bridget Box, what a game. Three home runs in one game in the game that wins uh, the whole thing for Western Oregon. We are going to be talking baseball when we come back in just a moment. Right now, let's check out This Week in the GNAC. In Monmouth, the GNAC Baseball Championships kick off on Thursday with host and number one seed Western Oregon facing number three seed St. Martin's at 10 a.m. Central Washington will also participate in the double elimination tournament, which runs through Friday. The GNAC Outdoor Track and Field Championships begin Friday on the campus of Western Oregon University, with members from all nine GNAC track schools participating in the conference meet. In softball, Western Oregon and Central Washington will each represent the GNAC in the NCAA West Regional Playoffs this week. Central Washington will take on Dixie State in St. George, Utah, while Western Oregon challenges Cal State Monterey Bay in Seaside, California on Thursday. In men's golf, Western Washington, Simon Fraser, and Northwest Nazarene individual Nick Hardy represent the conference in the NCAA Super Regional Championships in Austin, Texas. In women's golf, Western Washington individual and GNAC Golfer of the Year, Kristen Hansen represents the conference in the Women's Super Regional in Mansfield, Texas. And for all of the latest news, scores, standings, highlights, and more, be sure to follow GNAC Sports on Twitter and Facebook. Remember, if you don't catch us live, listen to GNAC Insider via podcast over iTunes or at GNACsports.com. We'll be right back with more GNAC Insider. In old school terms, like when football players wore leather helmets, it was called getting your bell rung, high impact shots to the head. Today, we know a lot more about concussions, and one reason is an engineering team over at UAA. This is an important project because we're learning that if concussions are not detected and left untreated, they can have a dramatic impact on people later in life and possibly lead to dementia and severe depression. In a nondescript basement laboratory in the engineering department over at UAA, soccer balls are shot at a researcher wearing an electronic mouth guard that measures the impact of the ball hitting his head. The invention is patent pending and could A. Lead to better forms of protection and B. Allow instant diagnosis not just for athletes but for our troops as well. Innovative concussion research. Just one of the amazing stories being written every day at the University of Alaska Anchorage. Well, it's always exciting when we have a player in any sport that sets a conference record but when they do it in their junior year a career record, that's really something to uh, make note of. And that's the case with our next guest, Chandler Tracy, St. Martin's baseball player, is now the career mark leader in home runs for the conference with 31, 
29 having been the previous record, and Chandler is a junior. Uh, GNAC uh, Team of the Week, St. Martin's was, after a very exciting championship tournament, which we're going to hear described. Uh, Chandler led the conference in homers with 11, batting 328 with 34 runs batted in, a junior catcher. So let's welcome him to the program, Chandler Tracy. Chandler, thank you very much for being with us tonight. Hi, Kevin. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You must be pretty excited. I mean, what a season you've had and what a career you've had already as a junior. Uh, congratulations on, on, on the success you're having. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a, uh, an exciting ride. Um, you know, I, I, I've, uh, I've come a long ways personally, and the team has come a long way as well. And it's been, uh, it's been a great ride to see uh, the team come together and all of us just have tons and tons of success. So it's been awesome. So when you talk about the long way you've come and the team has come, let's talk about you for a minute. How have you improved? How have you developed yourself as a baseball player in your three years at uh, Lacey? Um, I think just the, the overall player development. I put, on, put in a lot of work in the gym as well as uh, personal time, um, just learning the game, developing myself as a player, as a catcher, as a hitter, uh, and it's been, um, you know, I, I, last year for, in specific, uh, I, I would go to practice with a goal, and then I would strive to, strive to achieve that goal each and every single day, and then um, I would do that day in and day out. So that in and of itself made me into a better player. And then um, just the, the little things like staying, uh, keeping it simple, keeping it cool, calm, relaxed, um, and just, just playing the, the game, just having fun with the game and not trying to do too much is really what I've learned this year in specific. So um, I, it, I've come a long way. My first year, I, uh, I didn't have that much success at the beginning of the year. It, it was really hard to, uh, to get things going for me. I think I was like one for like 64, my first 64 at-bats. I, I hit like one home run and then – I had a dry spell for a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've come a long way, and it feels really good to be where I'm at, and I'm really pleased with where I'm at as well. Boy, you know, when you talk about having a dry spell like that, baseball is such a game of ups and downs. I guess every sport is. seems to me baseball may be more than most. But when you can battle through a, a stretch like that, any hitter, I would have to think that that's got to the confidence that gives you when you reflect back on that and see where you are today, that's got to help you keep everything in the big, you know, in perspective. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, (laughs) I had a dry spell last year, but it wasn't as bad. It was like one for 32 or something like that. Um, in, in like the middle of the season. So it wasn't that bad. And this year I've stayed, I've ridden the roller coaster pretty well. You know, there's ups and downs as you mentioned, um, but uh, not trying to do too much is really uh, the goal that I uh, came into the season uh, focused on. Uh, and it was, uh, it was a tough goal because me, I like to work harder, not smarter. And this year I think I really work smarter as opposed to harder. You know, I, I, I pride myself in being a hard worker. Um, I pride myself in my diligence and my work ethic, but, uh, before this season, I think I definitely just um, worked harder and I didn't work smarter. So this year um, has been a, a true blessing. Um, my mind, my mental game is 
on key a lot more this year than it has been in the past. I'd like to have you tell our listeners about what this past weekend was like for you guys. You were kind of uh, sitting in the rain waiting uh, to have to maybe play uh, your final game against Central Washington uh, after beating them three consecutive times. Tell me about what happened then. Yeah, so uh, obviously the rain came. We're in Washington, so it always decides to come while we're playing baseball at the most convenient times. Earlier in the week, it was like 84, 89, I don't know. Um, but it was uh, – so we get the rain delay. Uh, we put the tarp on the field, and then we're just waiting and waiting and waiting. Um, we have three people in the dugout pull up their phones, and um, they're basically getting the play-by-play on the GNAC website. And then one of the players calls his mom, and it's, a, it's like four or five pitches ahead. So we're getting a play-by-play through a player, uh, Nick Mailhot, and it was, uh, <laughs> it was an adventure. So there was a lot of things going on in that dugout. Um, me, myself, uh, I was pacing back and forth, going from one group of players to another, always checking in and seeing uh, what, what the heck was going on with the game. Uh, obviously, it went into extra innings. Um, but there, was, uh, there was electricity. There was a, uh, an energy you could feel in the dugout. Um, to pass the time, I think I played 20 questions in I Spy. Um, it, was, uh, it was a good time in the dugout. And then when uh, Nick decided to tell us that uh, Montana State had uh, won on a walk-off hit, we all uh, second-guessed him, third-guessed him, and then he <laughs> reconfirmed it that, that, uh, that Montana State actually won. And then we just went crazy in the dugout, and we were super excited. Uh, one, that we were going to playoffs, and I think, two, that we didn't have to play the, the, the fourth game <laughs> um, <laughs> because we didn't really want to play in the rain. So, yeah, we were pretty stoked. It was, a, it was an electro, electric feeling that everyone had in the dugout. It was awesome. Well, you know, now you're in where you want to be in the postseason, and really you're the hottest team going in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, we are on fire right now, and uh, we're just playing relaxed, fun baseball. You know, we're not trying to press too much. We're just, we're just doing what we do, and we're, we're, we pride ourselves in being relaxed and having fun just doing what we're doing. Everyone has their duties and their roles. I think uh, there's great team chemistry on this team. Uh, we like to uh, keep things loose, um, and we like to uh, trust each other as well, which is nice. So each guy has his duty. Uh, we're going to let those guys do their duties, and uh, in the end, uh, we'll see what happens this weekend. But as of right now, we are, uh, we're doing okay. So I'd like to have you talk about Coach Ken Garland, what he has meant to you personally in your career as you've grown so much and what he's meant to the team. You talked earlier about how much the team has grown and advanced in your three years there. Tell me about what, what Garland brings to the squad. Uh, I think Garland brings a, a, a new perspective. He, he knows a lot about the game, um, and he knows a lot about uh, what we need to do and what we can do uh, potential-wise. And he's been talking about potential um, last year as well as this year uh, because we have a, a fairly young sophomore class. Uh, uh, a majority uh, of our players um, are are of the sophomore age or junior age, so they're kind of young. Um, and so he brought in that class and he's developed them 
So they're more mature, and he's always told us from the beginning that we have the potential to be great. And so when we flipped the switch at Montana State and we won three or four there, uh, one of the games I think we went like we won 24 to 7 or 21 to 7 or something like that. Um, and it was uh, we finally, I think all of us in our minds, it just clicked. Uh, we're like, okay, this is, this is the way we can play. We are finally getting the wheels rolling. We are finally meeting our potential. And then the next week, we proved that again when we went to Western Oregon. So um, he lets uh, us do what we need to do. Um, I think uh, he trusts uh, the leaders of the team, the older, the seniors, um, and he just uh, he coaches when he needs to coach and lets us play when we need to play. Uh, and that's been uh, a really effective um, method going into uh, these last three series as well as coming into the GNAC tournament. As a catcher, you kind of have the leadership role, it seems to me, with the pitching staff. Tell me about that staff. Tell me uh, what makes the uh, the Saints pitching staff work. Well, they've come a long ways. I think they were very tentative um, and very hesitant at the beginning of the season, but uh, they have uh, grown into their shoes, if you will, and they are more mature than ever. They know exactly what adjustments they need to make. They, uh, they communicate well with me as a catcher um, and with the, the backup catcher, Zach Rozak. Um, they, they are just um, firing on all cylinders right now. And, uh, you know, I, they call the game that they want to call when I catch. And um, I think that when we uh, go with the game plan uh, that we – we come up with uh, it. It seems to work every time, uh, and it's just that uh, their their stuff has been on the last three weeks, and it's just been awesome to watch pitchers go out there and just do what they need to do uh, day in and day out. Uh, it's just awesome. So um, I wish I could uh, consult a pitcher. Uh, I'm not a I'm not a pitcher. I don't think like a pitcher, but from my perspective, they are doing what they need to do and they are uh they're reaching their potential so it's awesome and now you've got it tough you know you go into uh, monmouth western oregon's very tough uh, central washington's tough tell me about how you uh view the postseason now i don't think we're going to change our approach in any way kevin we're gonna we're gonna go out there and we're gonna give it obviously everything we're ha- we have uh we're not going to press um we don't um necessarily uh, do any better when we um, pressure ourselves uh, in in any situation. You know, it's baseball, so there are ups and downs, um, and we're going to ride the roller coaster a little bit, uh, just like every other team does. And, you know, obviously we're the hottest team right now. I think we're we're going on all cylinders right now, Um, but it's – it's just fun, relaxed baseball, and that's that's what we need to play. That's what we need to do, and uh, it's 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 going to turn out that way. So we're not going to press. We're not going to do anything differently. So we're just going to play fun. Just going to play relaxed. We're going to stay calm in, in pressure situations, and uh, I think we're going to perform adequately, adequately, adequately well. Well, you seem like a very poised young man to me. I congratulate you on a terrific season, a terrific career, and wish you the very best of luck in the baseball championships. Chandler, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks, Kevin. Take care of yourself. Thank you. 
Uh, Chandler Tracy, St. Martin's catcher and the guy who holds the career mark for home runs in the GNAC conference with 31, breaking the record of 29. He still has his senior year to go. There's a lot of exciting things going on. Baseball, we've got softball, and the uh, track and field championships. Evan O'Kelly, thank you so much for uh, everything you've put into this show. It's been exciting, and I know that uh, next week, I hate to say it, next week's our last show of the year. That's right, Kevin. It, it'll be uh, episode number 33 and the, the last one of the school year. It's uh, been a long, fun ride, uh, but uh, uh, time to wrap things up. Yeah, so tell me, just uh, for those of us who may have, anybody who may have uh, missed anything earlier in the show, big weekend here. Uh, give me the highlights now for baseball, softball, and track and field. Well, yeah, starting with baseball, um, like we we were just hearing from Chandler, that's going to be such a great series. You know, Western Oregon was favored in the preseason to win the conference in advance to this uh, tournament, and Central Washington was picked second um, to obviously advance as well. But And then St. Martin's, I mean, wasn't really in – uh, the playoff picture until, like we heard from Chandler in Billings, they won three out of four. They come back, they go to Monmouth, they take two from Western Oregon the last two games, and then they finish the season with three straight wins against Central Washington um, to just force their way into the tournament. Um, uh, I was talking with Ken Garland earlier uh, yesterday, and he just mentioned um, that you got to give a lot of credit to those guys. They, didn't, they never packed it in. They could have given up um, when they were halfway through the season. They didn't do that. They made um, an improbable push towards the end of the season and uh that's got to be really exciting to see uh, what happens this week at the championships they've got to feel good about the fact that they beat the big boys on the way in yeah that's right i mean not only have they won five straight they've won five straight against the top two teams and the two teams are going to face uh this week so they 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 know they can compete with these guys um it should be a, a good show and uh and uh, on the other side of it, I mean, Western Oregon's uh, played great all season, you know, uh, earned the hosting privileges. They're they're a great group, fun to watch as well, um, and as is Central Washington. Um, so there will be uh, a lot of fun games. We're feeling like it'll be hopefully a repeat of what we saw at the softball championships last week. That'd be terrific. Meanwhile, we have two GNAC teams heading to the West Regionals in two different venues. Yep, that's right. In Seaside on Thursday, uh, Western Oregon, um, number eight seed, they'll take on Cal State uh, Monterey Bay. That game will be at 2.30 p.m. Pacific time. And then uh, while that's going on, um, actually the next day in St. George, Utah, that regional starts on Friday, um, and Central Washington will be at that one. They're the number seven seed, and they'll take on number two, um, Dixie State. Um, basically, it's an eight-team region that is split into two separate sites. So uh, essentially, all eight of these teams are in the same uh, region, but the games will be played at two different sites. Very good. And then Friday and Saturday, lots of track and field action at Monmouth at Western Oregon. Yeah, and you know, they've uh, done such a great job down there uh, in Monmouth hosting this event. This will be the fifth year in a row. Um, they've hosted it. Uh, six times total already seventh time overall will be this weekend um and they know how to put on a good event 
Um, and that's just the background of it. Uh, the athletes are uh, outstanding. They've been great all year. We've gotten almost a teaser because in cross country, you see a lot of the track athletes in their earlier form. You get to see them there. Um, and then we have the indoor track championships, um, get to see uh, athletes uh, setting their marks, gauging out the field. And then this is re- where it all really culminates. And we get to see uh, just the top competition from around the conference. And it's uh, really going to be prime performances. Uh, like Mike was saying, we really do have some of the best athletes in the nation um, from all of our schools, national qualifiers, even national champions like Mika Shalimo from Alaska Anchorage. So it's uh, really a great conference and it, it's going to be um, a, a neat atmosphere at that event. And a couple of them, Michaela Fricker, I mean, we could just go on and on with the names. F- folks who, who are, uh, you know, putting a cap on their career, you know, really trying to qualify again for the national championship. Yeah, that's right. Um, we talked with Michaela a few weeks ago. We had her on, and uh, you asked her about her career, how it's uh, coming to a close, and she just kind of was indicating it, how kind of quickly it goes by, and you blink and you're a senior, and then uh, uh, before you know it, it's your last meet. So uh, for athletes like her who have put together all-American-type careers, she's a three-time All-American, and she's not the only one in the conference. There's plenty of them, and uh, to see them kind of peaking right now, finishing up their careers and uh, going out with a bang is what we're expecting and uh, what makes this so exciting. Evan, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thanks to all of our listeners. Appreciate everybody joining in on a Monday night and hope you'll uh, join us next Tuesday night for our final show. Evan, thanks again so much. All right. We'll talk to you next Tuesday, Kevin. Okay. Thank you, Evan. We'll be back Tuesday night for our final episode of the season of GNAC Insider. And we thank you so much for listening. Good night. Thank you for joining us on GNAC Insider, the weekly update on the student-athletes, coaches, and events of the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Catch us live every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific at blogtalkradio.com slash GNAC Insider or listen at your convenience throughout the week at GNACsports.com or subscribe to the podcast over iTunes. GNAC Insider is a production of Soundbrook, creating revenue streams with digital audio.